Shivani, we bout to party, we bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Everyone, this is AEW Unrestricted, you've got Aubrey, you've got Will Washington, and it is Forbidden Door Week. We are so, so pumped to be here. Like, I know when, when we had Will on as guest co-host, the interviewee, like, whatever the hell, you were there for everything. Um, we talked about our excitement at Forbidden Door last year, and how excited we are this year because how incredible that show was. So, I'm very excited to do our Forbidden Door preview episode with Rocky Romero, who is such a huge part of New Japan. And I've I've loved getting to work with him, uh, both on the boat in the middle of the ocean, but also on dynamite and <laughs> all kinds of capacities. So let's let's hi Rocky. Thank you again for being here. I know you were on the podcast last year and it's so, so good to see your face again. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast to be here and hanging out with you all. And uh Will, this is our first time podcasting um together so i mean this is cool yeah it's one of those things that i had been kind of trying for in various capacities and all the other podcasts i had done like and we had talked about it we talked about like hey one day you know we'll get you on a podcast and then this is go that figure day. now we're <laughs> on that side and it's great to have you here great thank you thanks for having me so sunday june 25th 8 p.m eastern buy in at seven live from scotia bank arena in toronto we've got the Forbidden Door, Forbidden Door 2. It's going to be open again, traditional pay-per-view. You can stream it on Bleacher Report, Fight TV. Rocky, I don't know if you have insight into this, but what was sort of the decision to hold Forbidden Door in Toronto? Because I'm personally excited because Toronto is an excellent crowd. And I know we've sold something like 12,000 tickets to that show. It's it's going to be incredible. So, um, yeah, I think Toronto was in the running. I think there was, um, I think uh, New Jersey was in the running, somewhere in New Jersey. And there's there a couple of spots that were in the running. And, um, it just seemed like Toronto was definitely going to be the best city. I mean, obviously, uh, summertime in Toronto is like perfect, right? So it's it's a great destination spot because I feel like Forbidden Door needs to be in a destination spot, you know, because there, there definitely is a lot of fly-ins from all across the world who come in, you know, for this specific event every year. So um, one second year in a row. So, um, so, yeah, I think that that was important when finally making the decision. I guess Chris Harrington possibly made that decision. I'm not sure. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's so far, it, it's everything's going well. So we'll say it's Chris. If it changes, we'll change it to somebody else down the line. <laughs> It'll be my fault or something. We'll see. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, so far, yeah, like 12,000 plus uh, tickets sold. And I expect there to be, you know, quite a few more moving this week. Yeah, I love that it's almost like neutral territory, right? Because you've got AEW, that is a U.S.-based promotion. And then you've got New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is obviously a Japanese-based promotion. And so uh, when the two collide, it's like, you know what? Toronto, Canada. Uh, therefore, it's it's nobody's home turf at this point, And it's kind of anybody's ball game. I'm, I'm really excited. And I know the travel guys are probably having a hell of a time trying to get the visas working for another country. So there's like a whole extra element to this that I'm like, this, this is going to be real exciting, just purely for the fact that like, the fact that this is coming together. And I think it's hard to talk about Forbidden Door this year without talking about Forbidden Door last year. And just how incredible that show was. Like, it was just highly acclaimed from the press. But also, like, the show that was originally planned didn't happen in multiple ways. And I think, like, 
I distinctly remember like that week we're recording this preview podcast with TK and like he was changing the card because more people had gotten hurt. And it was just so absolutely insane. Like I, I feel like I'm knocking on wood constantly talking about Forbidden Door. Just like, let's hope, let's hope everyone stays healthy and all this sort of stuff. Rocky, how did you feel about how Forbidden Door went last year, given all of the turmoil that we had? Yeah, it, it definitely felt going into Forbidden Door like there was like the Forbidden Door curse. Like, we should not have done this. We should not have brought <laughs> these two companies together. We should not be having this event. And then like, so, you know, and then we just started seeing wrestlers just fall off, you know, uh, through injuries, through, you know, COVID. I mean, there was like travel issues. I mean, like ev- everything under the sun that could possibly go wrong definitely went wrong. And uh, yeah, me and TK were had some really late nights trying to figure out what to do and who is available and going back and forth between the Japan side and, and trying to figure it out. It, it was pretty stressful. But so far, so good. This year. Knock on all the wood. <laughs> Knock on all the wood. Knock on all the wood. So, yeah. So, I think, like, uh, yeah, last year obviously was, I think, just an incredible show. The crowd alone had a very unique energy, I think, you know, compared to, to maybe some other shows last year. And um, that that helped to make, you know, just the atmosphere incredible. And, and as well, like probably my favorite pay-per-view that I've seen in a very long time. I mean, you know, I was also, I'm biased cause I was, you know, part of it, but, uh, but, yes. uh, but for sure, I thought, I thought it was a great pay-per-view and, and I expect that this year is going to blow last year's out of the water, you know? So, um, I mean, obviously w- once we get into it to talk about, you know, some of like the, the big matches that have already been announced, it just feels like it's even bigger this year in a way. You know, um, you know, I, I think we're really getting to see kind of the dream match aspect of it really kind of come together this year. And uh, I think last year was just kind of the blueprint, you know, putting it down, explaining it to the fan base who didn't know. And, uh, you know, your casual fan who's heard of New Japan, but, you know, not really sure what it is or who some of the wrestlers are. And then, you know, you, you know, you've got your AEW fan base that hasn't seen any, you know, just the, the New Japan wrestlers that come over here and there. So um, I think that this year, you know, I, I expect big things, you know? Yeah. And you know, last year, it, it's odd to think about the idea that with this car coming together the way it is in the dream match aspect of it, and it still has the lofty goal of living up to last year, because last year's show, I think, was a card that, even though it didn't really come together the way it was planned, still on paper, it was a card that everybody was looking forward to. We still got to yes. see, uh, I felt like for yeah, for almost the, the two years prior to it, John Moxley and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi was a dream match for a lot of people. That was a match that people mm-hmm. wanted yes. to see. And it wasn't even the originally intended match, but we still got to see it in that capacity. And we still got to see Moxley have uh, a moment with the title at the end of the show. And just the way we came out of that show and everybody was feeling good and positive about what we had just seen. It was such a different kind of energy because... Forbidden Door wasn't something we had seen before, and it was, uh, but it was something that everybody had kind of dreamed about and talked about the possibilities of and all those things. But uh, and I think statistically, and I've had this talk with TK, but I'm pretty sure statistically it is the most successful debut of an AEW branded pay per view of all time of the the five pay per views that we have now, almost six uh, coming up with all in here soon. But oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> I I love it, right? It's it's great, and I, I love the expansion. But just thinking about it's a huge summer for AEW. Uh, oh my <laughs> god! Kicking it off, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! 
So, uh, so how did you feel coming off of it last year? How, what was that that feeling once that that final bell had rung, once the fans were making their way out? What was the feeling that had come over you as far as Forbidden Door was concerned? I was like, we pulled it off. Somehow we pulled it off. Because <laughs> like I said, going into that week, everything was falling apart. And just when I knew the show started, it was like, oh, okay, I think everything is going to be all right. Let's just hope that nobody else gets hurt tonight. And, you know, we each match progressed and it got better and better. You know, when you got to like Will versus OC, oh like my God. that was Amazing such an match, incredible match. <laughs> the funny thing is like, I feel like fans, like that's a dream match, right? But, but like, you know, OC is a controversial polarizing wrestler and figure, right? Like in the way that his, his character is and everything. So like, I feel like people didn't know they wanted to see that match until they actually saw it. And then they were like, oh, mm-hmm. we'd see this anytime. You can run this back as many times as you want. And we'd love it every time. And it'd be different and amazing. So, um, yeah, and they stole the show. You know, they really def- definitely stole the show. So, so, yeah, the final bell was just like, you know, uh, my wife was there. I gave her a big hug. I saw Tony. We gave each other a big hug. Saw Gato, oh, yeah. gave him a big hug. Everybody was like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> you know, just because it was, it was, you know, really difficult getting getting up to it. But yeah, I, I was very, very pleased and I thought the show was fantastic. But you know, everybody everybody brought it and uh yeah, I, I was I was more than happy and I was like, Okay, let's do it again next year, but let's <laughs> let's take a breath <laughs> or two <laughs> and maybe a vacation. Maybe Rocky needs a a vacation before we do this. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, I fully understand. I can't even imagine. I have a hard time on show day. I can't imagine being a part of planning a pay-per-view that is, right. you know, having all of these crazy things happening. This is excellent conversation. I love what we're talking about last year. We're talking about this year. We've got so much to talk about. We haven't even touched on matches that are happening this year yet. Make sure you turn in this Sunday, June 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern, buy-ins at 7. Live from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Canada. The Toronto crowd is insane. I can't wait for this. It's available traditional pay-per-view. Stream it on Bleacher Report, Fight TV. We've got more coming up here on AEW Unrestricted. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot AEW Unrestricted, operating Will Talk and Rocky Romero about this year's Forbidden Door. Last year was such an incredible show. This year is happening this Sunday, June 25th, live from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Canada. Available traditional pay-per-view. You can stream it on Bleach Report and Fight TV. Make sure you watch this show because if last year was any indication, this year is going to top it. And like, we only have a few matches announced yet. I know we've got Rampage coming up this week. We've got Collision this week. The card's going to come together. We're going to see kind of how everything pulls together. But even just these four matches itself are worth tuning in and buying this pay-per-view for, personally, as a wrestling fan. And I am probably most excited about Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay because they had that epic banger. It's like over six stars from Meltzer. It was just insane. And I've mentioned this before. Like, as soon as that bell rung, my opinion was, oh, they've got so much more left in the tank. There is so much more here. So, 
Rocky, how excited are you for this match? Extremely excited. I was there at Wrestle Kingdom and got to watch it live and was like, it was it was one of those moments. It, the same thing happened to me when I watched Kenny versus Okada for the first time. It was just like, oh, we're watching something that's extremely special that we made, you know, like something that broke that barrier. This is like, you know, like more than just a great, fantastic match. It's like that upper echelon of like something historic and unique. And um, yeah, we get to experience it again. Thank God. And, uh, you know, <laughs> for Bindor too. And uh, yeah, I think that um, they're going to blow the roof off the joint. I mean, like literally probably those two. I mean, they're two of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen or been in the ring with. And um, their chemistry together is unreal it's yeah it's unreal i don't even know how to describe it you know just the intensity that they do everything with and how athletic they are and storytelling and the i don't know it's it's just incredible incredible yeah no those two together is just something magnificent you know i i I didn't get the the pleasure of being there, but just I was up at four o'clock in the morning watching it. And it was one of those things it was can't miss. Respect, well, and, respect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly, just getting to see that live and watching these guys do what they were doing. And it wasn't the match I was expecting. Like when you put Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay on paper, there's a certain sense of athleticism you expect. And then all of a sudden they turned it around into something completely different and something that was entirely unique to really both of their careers. And to know that coming up this Sunday, we're going to see these two get to do that again. And knowing what else they have in the tank for each other is, it's just mind blowing to think about. We also have for the IWGP World Championship, Sonata with an open challenge, and it was answered by Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> Rocky, yes. what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it too. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I'm definitely curious to see how like their styles mesh and match up, you know. But I think this could be the Osprey versus Orange Cassidy, the one that we don't see that actually could, you know, potentially steal the show you know that that kind of dark horse so yeah i'm very excited about it i think i'm happy to that sonata is one of the fresh talents that we got to bring over for you know this year and you know he wasn't on the card last year able to come this year and now in a completely different position he's the iwgp world heavyweight champion so uh yeah really excited for the AEW audience who's not familiar with him to experience sonata because he's fantastic i think one of the things that AEW is really good at is especially like outside of Forbidden Door, like when we have new talent come in on Dynamite, like the one that sticks out in my mind is El Hio de Vikingo, where it's like, no one know who this guy is, but like we basically say this person is very important to wrestling and you are going to love this. Right. And I think the AEW audience trusts us when we do that. And it's great. And admittedly, I'm not as familiar with all the new Japan talent as I should be. But like anytime I see something announced, I'm like, I know this is a big deal as a wrestling fan. Like, this is going to be excellent. And seeing the growth that Jack has shown on the show over the years, like knowing that he has earned this spot, that this match is going to be good. I 100% agree with the assessment that this is going to be like the Orange Cassidy Will Osprey of this year. Uh, I also like that that's like a comparison we can make now. Orange Cassidy <laughs> yeah, and Will Ospreay. Yeah. Right? Like, who know? Who knew like three years ago that we would say those two names together? Like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be that matchup this year. Like, absolutely crazy. And Jack Perry is somebody that has almost a bit of a chip on his shoulder in the sense oh, that, 100%. you know, there's always 
he has his detractors and he knows he does. And it's almost like that almost gives him that extra motivation to prove people wrong. And that when you put him in a situation and somebody goes, well, what's Jack Perry going to bring to this? And then Jack Perry ends up being the guy that brings it. And uh, I think with a shot at the IWGP World Championship and knowing that Jack Perry has, has talked about all year that he's got a quest for holding singles gold, that he's the only one of the pillars that never got to hold singles gold. And that that eats at him. And I think this is something that he's been preparing for this entire time. And I'm really looking forward to that. So Jack Perry, we can talk about him, pillars and whatnot. And obviously, when we're talking about pillars, we have to talk about MJF. And just the things that he has done for this company and who he's become, even though he's a huge asshole, like he is so great. He's a generational talent and he's the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And to see him be the one going up against Tanahashi this year, like absolute friggin' dream match. Like I didn't know I wanted it until it got announced. And now I'm like, I am so excited to see this because both those guys and both their styles together in the ring battling for such a huge championship in wrestling. Rocky, tell me how excited you are for this. Yeah, as you were talking, the only thing I kept thinking about was the generational ace against the generational asshole. That's the only thing. I was like, oh, that's the tag. That's your soundbite. That's the tag. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. No, I'm I'm really excited about this match. Obviously, Tanahashi, second year in a row, getting the opportunity to possibly win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And if anybody, I don't know, I think it would be cool if Tana won. You know, I'm hoping Tana wins, <laughs> you know, and like, and I, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I think it would, it would be something that'd be interesting for MJF in MJF's history, you know, like to not want this match to kind of be forced into this match because, you know, he's the AEW champion. He needs to defend the belt, you know, in, in this situation. Right. And, uh, and here's Hiroshi Tanahashi calling him out. And, you know, and MJF has not been kind to saying very nice things about New Japan Pro Wrestling at all. So, I mean, I'm also biased. I want Tanahashi to kick his ass, you know? And I, and I, want, I, want, to, I want to see if, you know, I think MJF also has a chip on his shoulder to prove, I think, to a lot of people that, you know, he can go as hard as he can. You know, like he, we saw that in that Brian Danielson match, how, you know, a different MJF than I think that we've ever seen, you know? And I feel like this match with Tanahashi is going to be that same kind of MJF. I, I feel that he's going to be extremely aggressive and he's going to maybe see some new things that we haven't really seen out of him. And uh, he, he continues to surprise people and, and always bring something different each time he gets, you know, these, these kind of huge opportunities. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited about it. I, and uh, I mean, Tanahashi's, the best of all time, <laughs> you know, in my, in my opinion. I mean, if you talk about like a Japanese, you know, talent, I mean, he's the guy who's been synonymous with new Japan for the last 20 years. You know, he, he's the ace of the mm-hmm. company, you know, and he, and he still is. And, and uh, he's given his body and heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, to, to raise new Japan to where it is currently. So yeah, I, I it's, pretty it's a cool matchup it's a cool match for somebody who's such a, a detractor and somebody who you know who talks a lot of shit on <laughs> new japan for wrestling you, you know to have to hiroshi tanahashi step up and 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 
take him on is, is going to be cool. Yeah, and you know, Max has talked about not wanting this match. He, he mentioned last week on Dynamite that, uh, oh, I've no-showed Tony Khan bookings before. What would stop me from no-showing this one? But I feel like he has he has an opportunity to prove something here and to prove his doubters wrong. And uh, he's constantly done that throughout this title reign. And I think he has a good opportunity to do that. And I'm hoping that Max comes through on this. I'm hoping that Max for all the trash he's talked on New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is an opportunity for him to to prove that if if he is truly as above New Japan as he feels he is, this is a chance to prove it against the ace. And Max, you have to do the match. You just have to. Um, just for all of us. Like, yeah. You all better show us, us. But please do it. <laughs> you better show Like, Max. I know you're an asshole, but, like, do this right, one good right. thing in your life. Like, Well, it's Forbidden Door, oh, so he maybe yes. won't show up, right? I mean, though. The door will open, and it's like, we're just waiting. (laughs) And then uh, in a dream match that literally, if you said to me five years ago, this was even possible, I would go, how? I don't see, you you would have to paint multiple scenarios for me where it could possibly happen, and even still, I'd go, no way. I just, I don't see it. it. It's a match that has to live in my head. But here it is. Brian Danielson, Kazuchika Okada, one-on-one, talk about what a dream match we have here. This is the, just the- I love that we're also we're also giddy. We're like, yes, Danielson versus Okada. <laughs> just Willis like lost for words talking about this, like, because that's how we feel. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Like, honestly, uh, I try not to use the term dream match loosely because I think that's a phrase that should really be reserved for the matches of our dreams. This is a match of our dreams. This is Brian Danielson. This is Okada. These are two of the greatest talents in the history of professional wrestling that have never, not even in a slight capacity, come in physical contact. And these two are going to have a one-on-one match at Forbidden Door. Rocky Romero talked to us about what this match means for New Japan Pro Wrestling and wrestling in general. I mean, yeah. I think this is almost for me, you know, like for Okada, this is kind of like massive, you know, because we've seen Okada have big moments with a lot of wrestlers, you know, Kenny and Will. And, you know, now we've seen a little bit with Mox, you know, kind of rub shoulders with Mox here and there. But like that kind of like upper echelon, super famous wrestler that, you know, like, is is bigger than just the wrestling business that's why i would love for okada to kind of wrestle and see where he like matches up in this whole thing you know at the end of it uh, when it's all said and done so like going against danison is that you know and and i feel like the 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 wrestling that they've been doing in the last few years has been on such a like such a higher level than everybody else so it's like okay this is like the perfect time that this needs to happen you know and it needs to happen right now this year while they're both killing it. And uh, I don't know. I, I just I just want to see it. <laughs> I just wish it was Sunday. <laughs> I was about to watch it. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna go into the arena, I think, to watch this when it actually happens. Like I'm gonna I wanna sit amongst the fans and like feel the energy because I, I think it's gonna be something really special at the end of the day. I feel like whenever we see these like crazy pay-per-view cards, like and this this one in particular, as you said, we're just literally getting giddy on this podcast. But like 
I saw that get announced and I love Brian Danielson. He's my favorite wrestler in the world, but I'm like, I kind of don't want to ref that because I kind of just want to watch it. Right. Because it's so great. And it like, you just know going into it. And especially like, because we didn't get to watch Brian be a part of Forbidden Door last year that like, I feel like he's maybe coming into this with like a little bit more like he's got to make up for the fact that we didn't have him. And there's just so much more to it. It's, this is, this is going to be my match of the show. Like there's so many good things happening. And I know there's so many more good things to be announced still happening, but this is, this is going to be the one that I think blows people away. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to tune in this Sunday, June 25th, eight o'clock Eastern live from Scotiabank in Toronto. I can't even get the words out because I'm so excited. Traditional pay-per-view, Bleacher Report, Fight TV. You need to be tuning in to Forbidden Door. It was an excellent pay-per-view this year. This the Last year, this year is going to be even crazier. We've got even more to talk about coming up and just how excited we are. Oh my God! AEW Unrestricted. I'm Will Washington. She's Aubrey Edwards. We're talking about Forbidden Door live, Scotiabank Arena, this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be live on traditional pay-per-view and Bleacher Report. But we've got a lot more to talk about right here on this show today. Uh, We're going to get back into Forbidden Door 22 a little bit. I kind of want to. Like, it was just so good, and I don't feel like we've given it, like, the the flowers that it deserved. Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, that show got a lot of flowers, but... uh, I, I feel like there's a lot that a lot has happened since then that it's almost crazy to think about some of the big moments from last year. Like we had Pac. He won his first singles championship in AEW last year. We crowned the first ever at the time. It was the All-Atlantic Championship. Now it is, of course, the uh, the international championship held by Orange Cassidy. But we established that belt last year at at Forbidden Door. And uh, and even still, you know, that match had some changes going into it because I don't think we were expecting Clark Connors. And then Clark Connors comes through and I oh think my God. shocked that audience in Chicago who a lot of them weren't familiar with him. But by the time it was over, uh, came away from that going, all right, I want to see more of Clark Connors. So, again, just last year, there were so many big moments and things that just outperformed the hype. What was your favorite moment from that show last year, Rocky? Favorite moment? Man, there was a lot. There mm-hmm. was a lot. I, I really enjoyed that that four-way. You know, that four-way was really awesome as well. Um, man, favorite moment? Honestly, favorite moment was probably ended up being Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, that was... I know we talked about it a lot already, but uh, that was probably my favorite moment. And just kind of being a part of it, you know? I, like we had the uh, the three way for the IWGP and the was it Ring of Honor? Yeah, that was a, it was a double title match, right? We had the three way. Yeah, <laughs> try to remember. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was a part of it. I forgot <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on that day. But yeah, uh, with the United Empire, uh, FTR, and then Rapogi Vice. So I mean, that was fun just being a part of it and just being in the arena wrestling. And, you know, that's always going to be, I'm a performer, so that's always going to be my favorite part, uh, just being involved. But um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, last year was incredible. I think this year we're setting the bar really high. I'm stressed out about if we do this again next year, where we're going to go from there. I think about it every night. I can't <laughs> sleep. It's really awesome. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't know how it happens, but every time we have a pay-per-view, it's just like, how can we possibly top right. this? And we still find a right. way. And I, I know that like both of you had mentioned like the four-way was so cool. Like 
I kind of came up with Clark Connors. He's originally from the PNW and then came down to the dojo. So it was one of those, like I got to work with him a lot when he was first starting and to see like when he filled in because there was, you know, uh, I think it was like a COVID situation or something. Like I I don't remember why, but he kind of got slotted in last minute and the internet going, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, Oh, this is going to be great. And I feel like that match, like really like those guys did such a great job elevating him um, one of my other favorite moments was Claudio Castagnoli and the debut of him against Zack Sabre Jr. And knowing going into that, like, I think everyone wanted Zack and Brian and that was going to be great. And then Brian got hurt. And I I do, I, I make a concerted effort to stay away from wrestling dirt sheets because I like being excited. And it wasn't until the moment that I saw him walk out from the back that I went, Oh yeah, duh. Of course this is who it is. <laughs> like it makes all the sense in the world. Right. And to see Claudio thrive in AEW and just knowing his background, like with all the Chikara boys, like his history with all of them and having him to finally be here. It was just like that, I think, like seeing him and seeing his music pop and then the crowd just like, oh, like it was, oh, that, that was probably my favorite moment. I was genuinely excited. Like you mentioned the reunion with the Chikara boys, like literally uh, as I was, the picture that Bryce posted of him getting to be share that moment with Claudio, I took that picture and I, I sent it to Bryce because the, I just realized in this moment, I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's Bryce and Claudio back together. This yes. is incredible. This is a moment in itself. And if you weren't familiar enough with Shakara, you really don't understand the magnitude of seeing these two together again. So that was just a really cool thing to see these two get to, to share that moment last year. You know what was a cool moment, too, was I forgot about at the end of OC and Osprey, the Shibata moment. Well, how did we forget about that? It was a great moment. Yeah. So good. No, no, honestly, a little anecdote from that show. Uh, I love this story. But I, I have this thing. I love talking to strangers, especially strangers who aren't familiar with pro wrestling, because I, I love to get to pick their brain. But the, there was a security guard who was at ringside, and I was sat by him, and he had no idea what he was at. You know, he had to worked the show. He was an employee of United Center. And he leans into me and he goes, so what is this show? And uh, I go... <laughs> That's a hard question to unpack, sir. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, he was like, because I'm seeing like Japanese signs everywhere. And he goes, is this like a touring thing? And I'm like, you're at the one and only, sir. And he goes, really? This, this? He's like, this is the one. I said, this is the one. All these fans you're seeing around here have all come from different parts of the world to see this show here. You are at the one and only. And like, he goes, oh, okay. And he pulls out his phone. He's like taking selfies over his shoulder because, you know, he can't like turn around and watch the show. But he's like, right. I can see these fans are all passionate and emotional about something. And I have to know what it is. When Okada's music hit, I swear to you, there was this reaction. It was like, Michael Jackson had walked in, right? It was like, they just felt like such a superstar was in the building. And he leans in and he goes, this seems like a really big deal. Uh, who is this? <laughs> and I turned to him and I was like, this is Okada. He he is a really, really big deal for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he's like, well, I'm going to try and sneak a picture. And he's like <laughs> trying to get a picture like over his shoulder of Okada. And it was so great. And I was so happy to watch that happen because it was like in real time, I was seeing somebody realize how big of a deal Forbidden Door is. 
And uh, that was just that was probably being in that building. My favorite moment from that show is just seeing it through somebody new's eyes and who wasn't familiar with AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling, but walking away from it in the end going, I see how much this meant to these fans. I see how much that this means to the world. And it's a really cool thing. I I'm kind of curious thinking about all of that and thinking that, like, I, I remember when Forbidden Door last year was first announced and I like I, I giggled at the name because it's like this this thing that you would never think of as happening like these like just even two promotions in wrestling working together like two people at the highest like AEW with New Japan like it's it's just crazy to even think of that this is even a possibility so Rocky I'm kind of curious like how did this idea initially come about so I think this is how it's happened. I, it's, now it's been a while. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I've told this story like three times and I'm like, God, I hope this is how it happened because I think this is how it happened. But um, I think I sent Tony a message and I was like, what if we just did a pay-per-view together? And initially I was like, we could have some crossover matches. AEW maybe can have some highlighted matches. New Japan can have some highlighted matches. But we break you know we do the event co-branded together and he was like the first thing you did was send me like eight matches back or like something like it was like i love it that you know he's already thought of he already has in his notebook i was like Uh well all these are sound amazing you know like 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 some of the matches i think stuck like um yeah well they at least got announced like punk tanahashi and like Mm-hmm. some other stuff that that ended up being there yeah but like uh so like so i i, I was like okay cool so we talked about it a little bit more in the next like like weeks following and then it was like oh this is like starting to become a real idea talk to new japan they seemed up for it and then i started talking to chris harrington about it and then it just got realer and realer and then the next thing i know was like yeah we're, like we're sitting we're doing contracts we're doing this whole thing and it was like oh we're off to the races like it's this is happening, you know, in, in in a big way. So, and then like, which also opened up the door for other business, like no pun intended, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you know, Dynamite Rampage coming to new, you know, NJPWWorld.com, which you know, so you know, which is you know the biggest wrestling streaming service in Japan. So, like, opening up the door for a lot of different things, and and it was it was really really cool to see the crossover aspect of new japan and aew really start to form a relationship and a business partnership that's uh i think helping both sides in in expansion growth and in both their area you know different areas you know so it's 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 been cool it's it's been really amazing and uh yeah it just started from one text and (laughs) tony got it (laughs) was into it thank god and uh i think that's how it went down don't quote me it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna say that's what it is and i mean the moment chris harrington gets involved it's like okay this is actually yeah, happening exactly this is this is what's what's going down i like it because forbidden door is great for fans but it's great for the business of wrestling like the doors that it opens like the amount of people who are at aew who now have exposure in japan the people from new japan that now have exposure in america that they wouldn't normally have otherwise like it's great for all of us and we all benefit from something like this so thank you for taking this fever dream and texting it because i think literally more people have benefited than you could probably even imagine so thank you so much sir i really appreciate that no and and i hope that this will be obviously as the relationships, you know, get deeper and deeper here, like, I hope that, you know, we will see more 
AEW wrestlers, you know, especially the younger talent coming over to Japan and working in New Japan and, and really, you know, getting those reps in so that they can come back. And almost like in, in New Japan, they have a, a thing where they send young wrestler, rookie wrestlers to like an excursion. I think that, you know, New Japan could be, you know, a thing for that for, you know, for certain talents to come over and, and also working with uh, our sister company, Stardom, you know, for the women's division. I think that that mm-hmm. could be something really cool. And, and then, yeah, and I think, you know, vice versa, you know, so I think it would really, really work out great for both companies. This is, oh, dude, I'm just so, so freaking pumped. I know, like, we, we only know a few of the matches with Rampage happening tomorrow, with Collision happening Saturday. There's so much more in store, and this is going to be an absolutely bonkers pay-per-view. It's one of those things, like, I always, like, wonder, like, am I jinxing it? And it's like, I don't think I'm jinxing it. I think in this instance, like we all know it's going to be great. It's going to be one of the greatest pay-per-views this year, potentially the greatest one of all time. I'm not going to like, you know, put it, no pressure, Rocky, no pressure at all. <laughs> I mean, it honestly could be. So, I mean, like it it's, very it's well definitely be. not out of the realm to, to say that, I, like in some kind of way. I mean, I don't want to put expectations too high, but I mean, I, I, they're high. When you announce Danielson versus Okada expectations are going to be high, you know, there's just no way around it. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> yeah. that one match, no exactly. big deal. Just the one match that no one ever saw actually happening that we all get to like view as fans and just enjoy. Like, thank you for coming on the podcast today, Rocky. Thank you for previewing Forbidden Door with us. Like, we're all clearly very giddy for everyone who's listening and watching this. It's just like, I I think it's great because we're all just wrestling fans in this moment. We're all just so excited about the cool things that we're about to witness. And I hate saying like history being made because I think it's overdone in wrestling, but that's literally what this is. This is so freaking great the forbid first forbidden door did it and i think we're just well on our way to do it again for this one so make sure you tune in sunday june 25th eight o'clock eastern live from Scotiabank arena in toronto those toronto fans are going to be absolutely nuts like i i i can't wait make sure you tune in traditional pay-per-view you can also stream it on bleach report fight tv this has been Unrestricted. Will Washington and Aubrey getting the chance to talk to the wonderful and amazing Rocky Romero here. Listen to this podcast every Thursday. I'm just so, so pumped for Forbidden Door. Thank you so much for being here today. Right? Thank you. Thanks for having me. See you Sunday. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pumping. Make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing in the